in a world where acting weird isn't professional. We're just two girls trying to act normal. Let's rock and roll, babes. Babes. Come on, babes. Rock and roll. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Acting Normal podcast with your new host. Yep, Anna's been replaced. It's Annabelle. And I'm I'm Charlie. <laughs> and we're punk rock. We're punk rock, baby. Well, now I want to change. We got 20 rings. I want to change my name. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't think we were it's over now. <laughs> it's going to be somebody totally else. <laughs> Welcome to Acting Normal. With your real hosts. Anna and Shelby. Yeah, if you guys, we really tricked you. Yeah, I was gonna say if you guys didn't know before that was that was us. That was us. <laughs> if anybody's listening and you're a producer, we're we open. We can do more than just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have characters that you may never meet, Chad and Crunch. Yep. <laughs> we'll have to be really hyped well, up a day to bring a those out. Date, yeah. <laughs> we're not in that zone right now. No. No. Because I not. I was uh, waiting for the bus for thirty minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. The so, day after we talked about not having bus issues. I've never had bus issues. <laughs> you didn't knock on... We weren't around any wood, though. I, I vocally said knock on wood. Though. I know, but I don't think that's the same as actually doing it. Um, have you ever heard of superstitions? You have to do it. I have <laughs> I have heard of superstitions by Raven Simone. But not by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I really wanted you to be like, who? <laughs> because no, then i was like is raven simone's version of superstition actually stevie wonders and i can't remember i don't remember ravens ravens she sang it at the end of you're gonna explain the episode to me I no do. it's not an episode oh okay oh my god saying it at the end of what is it a did haunted I say- mansion so with eddie a, murphy so it's a movie instead of an episode of something yes. come on you knew what i was getting at yeah. well you were you were assuming it was Oh, that's a raven it episode. would make more sense on that's a raven because that's a very mystical show mm-hmm. true so that's what i was thinking <laughs> yeah but no haunted mansion 10 oh. out of 10 Whatever. i haven't watched that in a long time watched it last year for halloween <laughs> my tradition of watching all the decoms what you looking up i was seeing if i could tell where knock on wood came from oh could you? Um, it doesn't tell me. Well, history.com here isn't being very helpful. Oh. It just tells me it's like it's a common superstition for people to knock on their knuckles on a piece of wood to bring themselves good fortune. Yeah, doy. That's just the definition. Yeah, doy. I want to know where it came from. Is it like to see if it's like good wood? Like, oh, we're about to build our house, knock on it out of this wood and if it's like it makes a certain noise and it's like good luck that you're you found a good tree to build your hut here we go blog.ed.ted.com if i'm right i'm gonna be like shook knocking on good about it knocking on wood is uh thought to come from the folklore of ancient indo-europeans or possibly people who predated them so we don't really know yeah so what who believe that trees were home to various spirits touching a tree would invoke the protection or blessing of the spirit within. Mm, but it was really just like Chippendale, you know? Um, yeah. People, people in history were really obsessed with like magic and folklore. 
I've been watching a lot of Viking shows, and then I just restarted Outlander. Mm, I haven't seen Outlander before. It's very good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they all are, like, mystified but also scared of the, what, like, they call magic, but really it's just, like, science. Yeah. In these shows. <laughs> and it's, like, there was one episode where the priest was coming in. Okay, I got to give you a little backstory on Outlander. This won't ruin anything if you watch oh, it. Yeah. But, um... I'm still watching Degrassi, so I have a few more seasons before I... So anything you're telling me is going to go through one ear out the other. Okay, so in Outlander, it's based on books that I should also read. But it's a show about this woman who is... The show starts off in, I think, like 1945. And then she she travels through these stones in Scotland. Yep. (laughs) Back in time. You started... You started actually really strong... And then you started giggling, and I didn't understand what was so funny about yeah. 1945. Yeah, no. I um, knew it was coming after I said 1945. Okay. She goes and touches these supposedly magic stones in Scotland, and she travels back in time to 1745. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Very different times, though. Yeah, 200 years. Difference. You got 200 years worth of knowledge yeah. coming back. Mm-hmm. So she goes there. She had served six years in World War II in her time. So she had, like, on-the-ground knowledge of, like, healing people and, like, what it took and, like, various medical knowledge. Whoa. She so tried to stop the wars? She comes back. I mean, she, you can only do so much. Butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she comes back and she starts, like, in asserting her value by essentially being what they call a healer. But it, they... Oh, they think she's kind of like a magician they or like a witch or something she's like a little bit of a witch but really she's just like oh i know, I that know this, this flower if you put it on this type of wound will like or this herb will like help it heal and i know if you eat that you're gonna die yes yeah 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 so there was this one kid who came in this one kid who um ate this leaf and it looked like a different leaf from their Time, village yeah uh but it was poisonous yeah but they didn't know that so when all these kids were dying they thought it was all these kids being possessed so they would have this creepy ass priest come in and throw holy water on them and since her name is claire since claire got there she came and the priest was doing it and she went up to the family and she was like i can heal your child she's like i can do this and she's like this is what i can do she like explained it to them but everybody's, like, so scared. Yeah. They're, like, so deep in religion that that's, like, the end-all, be-all of what can help. Yeah. And so, finally, she, like, convinces them, and she gives them this, like, counteract to the poison. And it works because science, science and medicine. Um, and, but the, and then the priest is still there because she, like, interrupted him, like, giving the kid holy water. And then the kid wakes up. He gets color back in his face. He's, like, coughing. He's, like, talking to his family. Yeah. And the priest is like, this is the work of Satan. What? <laughs> it's like, wouldn't that be the opposite? It's, yeah. It's we like. didn't kill your kid. Why wouldn't you consider that some sort of miracle yeah. rather than hate it? But you know why they do? Woman. Uh, Well, probably woman, yeah. But also, people use religion as a weapon a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I think this, particularly, this particular priest is doing that. So, hmm, that sounds good. Yeah, like magic back. In, that's why I'm saying like they believe little fairies or spirits were in the trees. So they were just like knock knock knock. <laughs> they. That's also how they thought they got pregnant. Protective fairy. Wait, what? Did you know that? No. 
what do you know tell me the story yes so um i learned this actually in art history class there is this famous painting of this uh like what is oh mary it's like (laughs) no 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 because i couldn't remember because it's an updated it's not like the traditional setting of mary that you see Mm-hmm. And so you see Mary and you see this little like fairy coming into the window. So the painting was called like Immaculate Conception or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so we had to like dissect it and understand it. And we were all like, there's a fairy coming through the window. We don't truly understand. And so our teacher taught us that back in the day, okay, women and men thought you got pregnant because a fairy got into your ear so women would wear bonnets to bed to protect them from getting pregnant oh so mary didn't wear her bonnet and she got pregnant i'm gonna guess that even if mary did wear her bonnet she probably would have gotten pregnant yeah (laughs) but they thought that's what helped (laughs) so then someone would be like someone didn't wear their bonnet today and so they got pregnant so, um, I have some timelines of magic here. Ah, is Harry Potter in there? No, this is real magic. <laughs> that was by far the rudest thing you could ever have said to me. <laughs> and you've said rude things to me. Yeah, I have. <laughs> We've said rude things to each other. I'm not just mean to Anna. No, she's like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> actually, maybe this is our time. We're actually not best friends. Yeah, guys. Uh, we're actually sworn enemies. <sighs> and heard, this is all a this is all a ploy for you. We heard uh, a little fairy um, came close to our bonnets, <laughs> so we heard them whisper in our bonnets, and they said we actually like podcasts where the co-hosts are sworn enemies. So that's what we're doing. We switched. <laughs> yeah. So we switched. We're not best friends anymore. Yeah, we're sworn enemies. <laughs> we. <laughs> We see each other when we record and at work and at work it's a nightmare. At work I like sit like it's honestly feels like high school like I take my laptop to the bathroom <laughs> and I just work in there because I can't stand being near her. And then just the other day she sits behind me and she like <laughs> does like spitballs into my hair. I wish I thought of that because that's very funny. But spitballs <laughs> yeah, in my hair? Yeah I think that'd be funny. <laughs> at least one. Oh yeah of course. That's a classic <laughs> joke. Uh, and then the other day, we're getting a new office, everybody. Ooh, ooh. And our desks are going to be set up differently where we'll, we'll be facing each other. Yeah. Not necessarily just me and Anna, but our coworkers in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I stood on the other side of Anna and I was like, yeah, you and I could be like this. And then we'll never shut up. Mm-hmm. And then our, our like, coworker was like, you guys won't be yeah, doing that. Yeah, no one's going to put you guys, you guys together. <laughs> so no like one's going to do that. Well, and, I, and I get it. Here's the thing. Spoiler alert. If you put me next to you, also going to chat. If you put me two desks down from you, Even also going to chat. <laughs> like, it does not matter where you put Literally. me. Literally. Fire both of us. I was that kid. <laughs> I was that kid in school who always was on the yellow card because no matter who you put your girly next to, mm-hmm. she's chatting. Oh, yeah. Every parent teacher she's conference. She's chatting. Your daughter's great, but she talks a lot. She talks a lot. Yeah. And it's like, mm, yep. Sorry, I have what's known as a personality. <laughs> Sorry, I have friends. Sorry, what's known as, I have what's known as charm. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You're not coming at me. I can learn math and talk to Sean. Okay? Was Sean cute? 
Um, I know Sean's made up. But I was like- going to say, I, don't, I made up that name. <laughs> I can't even think of a Sean. I'm sure I knew a Sean. I know a Sean. Up, we know a Sean. I'm saying a kid, like oh, when I was in elementary Sean. school. <laughs> I, that Sean that you're thinking of, no. Yeah. Just like not Because he's preference. like a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's married. Yeah. And he's married. It's like, he's great. But like, no. Yeah. Shout out Sean. We'll talk to that Sean, though. Great. Yep. Great guy to talk to. I will also. Sean, Sean also loves a chat. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? He's the one that inspired this podcast. Oh, yeah. He did. Shout out Sean. Shout out again. Sean. Uh, he's the one who came up. We were talking about how many Olive Gardens were in the world mm-hmm. in the lunchroom. <laughs> and he came and he was up. like, I love the, hearing you guys talk. And we're like, you do? Because not a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, One of them even left our side of the office because yeah. he didn't like it. <laughs> Shout out Eric. Shout out Sarah, his wife. We've talked to him about it, too, yeah. so he knows. He, he knows, knows we know. He knows. We know. We don't talk about no. Okay, here's our timeline of magic. Let's hear it. The... First known performance of a conjuring effect, parentheses, balls. What? <laughs> By the magician Dedi in ancient Egypt was done in 2700 BC. Wait, what is conjuring balls? Um, I don't know. Ma- making them appear, I would th- I would think. We okay. don't get, this is just a timeline. They don't tell us. It's okay. not talking about everything. No, that make, we only get the best news for you guys <clears throat> yeah the most the most info we get we give you guys he'd done other effects such as decapitating a bird that's not magic that's not magic you we could go do that right now i i don't want oh, to but i could oh, wait okay i should have kept going then reattaching the head and resurrecting it oh, okay that's magic there, there we go that's magic that's, circle back that's cool circle back okay so that's 20 so daddy daddy in 2700 bc killing it nice. killing it and then reattaching it <laughs> okay 1300 to 650 bc references to magic are abundant in ancient greek mythology among that the, makes sense yeah. yeah among the classical founding pagan cultures of europe <laughs> connecting to the neighboring egyptian and persian ones often centered around women of divine origin nymphs and priests from adrian to calypso circa to medea I'm saying all of these wrong. It's like the Greek ones. Yep. Magic, necromancy Ooh. are widespread and intertwined uh, with gods and monsters, oracles and heroes. 50 to 300 AD. Okay. Oh, there's so many words that I can't pronounce. I couldn't even say Don Quixote in a past episode and they want me, I said Quixote. Just try. They want me to say these words. Give it a, give it a go. Okay. If you want me to read it, I can. No, I got I'll do it. <laughs> nope. I got it. I got it. <laughs> 50 to 300 AD, the Acetabulari yep. performed the cups and balls. They really love balls. <laughs> is that just like, cups guess and which balls. cup has the ball under this it? Is, I can, this is hyperlinked. Oh, oh wait, get out of here. Okay. Because if it's the Cups and Balls trick, that still is like going on the streets of like Chicago, New York. I think it kind of is. Okay. The Cups and Balls is a performance of magic with innumerable adaptations. Street gambling variations performed by con men were known as Bunko Booths. I love that name. I love it so much. A typical Cups and Balls routine includes many of the most fundamental effects of magic. The balls can vanish, appear, 
oh they just give me a little snippet i have to like actually click on the hyperlink if oh. i want to read more apparently um appear and transform from what i'm seeing of uh this reenactment from a renaissance fair it looks like what guess what cup this is under yeah wow that's from a long time ago yeah people be tricking people back in 300 ad that's straight up magic shelby using stones and small vinegar cups can you can you imagine like just losing your mind at that game like the first time you've ever seen it someone's like okay you're like i know this stone is under this no, I cup watch i i know it I you didn't move that quick it. sir i know it's under no, this I know. one and they pick it up and you're just aghast <sighs> I, you're just like, you know what happened you faint. multiple people died <laughs> okay I was, I was going with faint heart attack but they're like so surprised they're d- so shocked. dead dead on scene yep hmm that would be really intense yeah but I think not a lot is happening. And also these people died at like 13 years old. So like they didn't have that much going for them. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Life expectancy was what, like 30? It always makes me laugh when like tr- like back in the day, like Game of Thrones, probably even Viking that you're watching and like Outlander, you're like, okay, these people like actually look like normal age of like adults. But like the reality is like an adult is like literally our age. At 16, they look 32 (laughs) in these shows. But you had to, like, you bulked up quick because, like, at 16, you're off to war. You're, like, constantly just fighting all the time. All those shows you watch, they're actually, like, saying that they're 16, but they look 32? From, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Essentially. I thought, in Game of Thrones, they don't tell you how old that those people are. Well, on the Vikings show, you kind of have to guess based on rough seasons that you get. Also, hair lengths. Because you don't Tells you get, how long you, you how old they are. You don't get years. Also, haircuts meant something in the Viking world. Depending on the type of hair you had, meant something. If the show is telling me the truth, I'm actually quite interested in it now. Hmm. But I kind of like that. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, but yeah, they would grow up and they'd be like 12. And then the, the mom would be like, oh. And then at 14, the dad would be like, all right, have your first drink of ale. And then a year or two later, they'd, like, flash to the kid, and the kid is, like, adult. Yeah. An adult, buffed out man. They're in their late 40s. Yeah. And you're like, what's happening? But he's supposed to be, like, 17. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, why are you all depicting them so old? (laughs) So, they were probably doing that in the the halls. Oh, for sure. The acetabulum. Blurry mm-hmm. said it differently than before, but you know who knows what's one. It's the same right. thing. Are a group of magicians specializing in the cups and balls effect? That's what they were known for. That's cool. That's a one trick pony. If I've ever seen one, and they killed a lot of people with it. So <laughs> <laughs> just people. There's just piles of people like next to the magic like table. They're like oh no, the plague, table. and they're like it's just the cup and balls trick. <laughs> It would be interesting if they had like a special little table that was built so like you could tap something and then the ball would disappear from that cup even though like you knew it was there. Like you wouldn't yeah. even have to be fast but the ball could like go on a little thing mm-hmm. underneath the table but you, we would never see that. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, not there. Are you sure that's not actually what happens? I don't. I'm, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. I'm sure someone so else. Everyone, you're like a street vendor. You're literally doing it on the street. Yeah, but you have the table pre-made. Oh, no, I've seen people doing it, like, they're on, like, a cardboard, like, on the ground. 
Yeah, you can do it that way. I'm mm-hmm. saying you could do it this way. Yes, you could do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Those other and that would be do that. that would be easier. Yeah. I think. I would be a swindler. What, so back you, in the would day. Would you be doing that or would you be pickpocketing them? No, I don't think I could pickpocket. I'm not smooth enough. Mm-hmm. Although you're probably a better pickpocket if you're not smooth, TBH, because you're supposed to like hit them. Yeah, then you're you supposed don't to know. like bump into them. Yeah. Tips and tricks on how to pickpocket people. Yeah, because we know how to do that for Done sure. It, did it today. <laughs> 400. Okay, now we're now we're AD. Yeah. That Four, was the. Yeah, the group that's known for cup and balls. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> 400 to 1,000. The Dark Ages. Little is known about the history of magic, but it, uh, but much of it is associated with the occult. And magic is, is entertainment. Oh, magic as entertainment is not prominent. Magic as entertainment, in fact, has been a cornerstone in the entertainment. Why do you make me say this word so much? Entertainment? Yeah. The theater itself started as a place of magic and wonder, with children being a primary focus. The influential past, historic moments in magic has built what we see now in many venues of entertainment. (laughs) Great. So that said nothing about... Entertainment. What was happening? Nope. A thousand to fifteen hundred, the Middle Ages, uh, where much magic was associated with the occult and witchcraft. The growing trading nature of society allowed some street or circus performers to make a living out of old classics such as cup and balls. I wish I would talk about other things. Yeah, that that's the did? only classic. And in fact, they gave me more information in the Dark Ages. We would know more modern ideas such as cheating by shortchanging via slights with coins and other small objects. So you just stole, and that's magic? Is it also magic if I can understand what you're talking about? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on what? right now? Okay, 1584. Reginald Scott publishes <laughs> The Discovery of Witchcraft, a book designed in part to counter the activities of persecutionists, but at the same time revealing many conjuring secrets of the day. Magic and witchcraft were linked, and many copies of Scott's book were burned <gasps> in the early 17th century. Wow. 1634. Hocus Pocus Jr., <laughs> The Anatomy of Legerdemain, mm. was published. This book is one of the first to include... Oh, no. Hey, wh- what trick do you think I'm going to talk about, Anna? Oh, cover balls. <laughs> I swear we're going to say, everyone count how many times we've said cup and balls. <laughs> Include cup and balls effect described as it was originally performed along with the, quote, patter, which was used during performance. I was kind of hoping this was going to be about, like, the sisters. I wish you would tell me <laughs> what patter was, because, like, what does that mean? I'm looking at these other ones to see if there's, well, we're just going to keep going here. Okay. 1720, Isaac Fox, English magician, retires. <gasps> okay. When well, did we he... should have known when he started. <laughs> when did he start? What did he do? Oh, gosh. Um, his performances at fairs left him with a fortune of nearly 10,000 pounds. Oh, my God. Among his tricks were cup and ball. I'm just kidding. Among his tricks were a card on the ceiling with any card called for. And his bag of many eggs. <laughs> Wait, many or many? Many. Okay, either one's funny. <laughs> either one's funny. Either one is funny. But it, it makes a difference. <laughs> he just walks on stage. He's like, 
mini eggs. I'm so I would be flabbergasted. Because, like, <laughs> mini eggs? Yeah. Okay. Do you think they, I feel like they only know about, like, chicken eggs. You didn't think they know about quails? No. Don't think they do. <laughs> I feel like they knew quails. What if you had a Those bag of eggs. big eggs? Next you, bag of quail eggs. I don't think they know about ostriches. I can tell you that. Now, that's something that would blow their mind. That's what you should do. Travel, get an ostrich egg. I don't know where ostriches originated. Could not tell you. <laughs> Could take a guess. His boo- <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't even think of one country. To, like, I think in Africa. All right. Sure. I don't know. Ostriches? I think Africa. I think they feel Russian. You think? I see like desert. Well, now we have to know. Like in the profile picture of an ostrich, I see a desert. Okay. Why? They've got like a lot of, I don't know. Their legs are too skinny. I don't think they could withstand like any sort of like weather. You're right. Africa. Africa. Nice. Wild ostriches live in the dry, hot savannas and woodlands of Africa. They once roamed all over Asia, Africa, and the Arabian Peninsula, Mm. but because they have been hunted so extensively, wild ostriches' range has been reduced to the sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you, LiveScience.com. Thank you, LiveScience. So, that's where you'll find... Ostriches. Ostriches. Get your mini eggs and your big eggs. His booth featured in Bartholomew Fair by Hogarth... With a sign that says dexterity of hand. <laughs> I mean, that is correct. Okay. He, Why would he promote it as like magic? He also presented impressionists and contortionists as part of his shows. <laughs> what would so, you do an impression of? <laughs> like back like then. Point. There, oh, I'm the king. There's always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always like somebody to make fun of. Always. Yeah, always. <laughs> I mean, you put me in a room with somebody, I'm making fun of them. <laughs> put me in a room with a bad guy, making fun of them. <laughs> put me in a room with Batman, making fun of him. Yeah, there's always like a king or a leader or like your brother. <laughs> Maybe he's like, this is an impression of my brother and nobody knows. And they're like, that that's a pretty good impression because they've never met his brother. And the fact is, it's just his brother, like acting as himself. <laughs> You can't literally no one could say anything about it. No one could be like, that's not your brother. He'd be like, test me. You don't, you don't know. He's actually just an and you have to child. travel. You have to travel two months by boat to even get to my brother. So you go and tell me that's four months later. He's I in Africa here. getting me ostrich eggs. Or getting me big eggs. Yeah, me, you saw my bag of many eggs. Wait till you see this one big one. <laughs> He's like losing his mind at this person. <laughs> All right, Isaac, Isaac Fox. I like that name. F A W K E S. That's good. Fox. Yeah. I think it's. Fox. I think it's uh, a lot. F A W K E S. Okay. That's close to how uh, J K Rowling spells fox. Oh. It In her just, fake magic books, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's just like a british way you spell it maybe. oh like the animal you're saying no it's a british way to spell f-o-x no, just like fox like that <laughs> word uh 1750 joseph panetti mm-hmm. considered to be the major figure of 18th century magic 
is born. Wow, we got to know about this guy's birth, but Isaac Fox only gets this is when he retires. Homeboy had a whole show and a bag of many eggs. <laughs> so many eggs. <laughs> he doesn't get and impressions. Um, hey, I'm my brother. <laughs> Next, we have my mom. <laughs> and he sits down and, like, churns butter or something. He doesn't even say anything. <laughs> uh, Panetti is said to be the first recorded performer to do the thumb tie effect. Here's the thing, guys. I, I wish it was thumbs up. I don't have a hyperlink for that one, so I can't even. What do we think the thumb tie effect is? Is it when you tie a string around it and it looks like your thumb goes off your hand, maybe? Like, I bet he tied a string around this thumb, but he had his other hand's thumb somewhere. And then it was like, ooh. It's like this thing. Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of how to do it. I wish you guys could all see Anna. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Yeah. And then people, like, just lost <gasps> it. Yeah. I bet you it's something like that. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, and he also performed Second Sight exhibited automata and the orange tree illusion i'm very impressed everybody look up what those are because we're not going to Eight. second side do you think that he was like this is my brother he's blind and now he's not it's just this is when this is when people started actually yelling it's a mirror because yeah. <laughs> it was just a mirror somewhere yeah it's a mirror <laughs> I don't know what automata is. I can't even like guess automata, what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, whoosh. <laughs> he's like, you know what water sounds like? Whoosh. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, we're in the ocean. One guy in the back, it's a mirror. <laughs> he's like doing sounds. <laughs> I was trying to get my phone because I was like laughing. Okay. 1805. Year of birth of Jean Eugene Robert Houdin. Oh, Houdini? I, I don't know. Oh. No, no, it is not. Houdin. The fa- he's the father of modern magic, who brought it from the street and circus sh- side shows to an elegant stage or drawing room setting. Hmm. Isn't that fun? A drawing room? Um, yeah. Like your house would be so big, you'd have all these rooms f- for different things. Like, like you have a smoking room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a library. Yeah. You got all your bedrooms. Yeah. You got your servants' quarters. You got kitchen, like and the- then you have this room that you bring like fun performers into. Yeah. And you're just like, hey, we're gonna have a magic show tonight in my house. And here's the thing. I wish. In a modern day era, that's just your basement. <laughs> if you have them, shout out basements. Shout out basements. If you have them. If you have them. Um, and a finished one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? You, Everyone come on over. You order a magician. I'm saying that because I don't know how else you did it. Yeah. You send them like a handwritten note. Yeah. Come to my house on May the 13th. Yeah. You send the ostrich you have. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yes. Because the big egg. Uh, But can you imagine like in modern times you have like your half finished basement and then you bring this magician down and it, you're in like couches that you found in an alley. Like and the magician is like bag chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the magician comes down. You're all stoked. This just sounds like an episode from like that '70s show. And then he does cups and balls. <laughs> and here's the thing: if you're on that '70s shows, you would find that cups and balls drink amazing because you're you're stoned out of your mind. Yeah. If he has one of those fancy tables, I find, there. I honestly find it more impressive if you're doing it on the ground. That's what she said. 
<laughs> Cups and balls. Cups and balls. <laughs> uh, okay, 1874, year of birth of Harry Houdini. <gasps> Here we go. AKA king of cards and king of handcuffs. So oh, I didn't know that. Kinky. Harry Houdini. No, he was. Yeah, he I had know. the tricks, right? I know. Didn't he do the underwater one? Yeah, I think so. Real name, Eric Weiss. He achieved fame as an escapologist. Yeah. Escapologist. Escapologist. <laughs> yeah, so we got like a psychologist, a gynecologist, an escapologist. Just listening all you the need to get, You need to get out of anywhere? You gotta get Eric Weiss. You gotta get good old EW in here. Ew. H squared. <laughs> he walks into the room. He's like, what do you need? He's like, I'm really gonna get out of these ropes. <laughs> Hey, I gotta get out of this relationship. <laughs> I gotta get out of this tub. <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I gotta get out of this fire. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta escape the confinements of my life. It just gets like really. <laughs> Uh, 1876, the first publication of Modern Magic, written by Professor Lewis Hoffman. It was a definitive work on the state of art at that time. Wikipedia, your writers, you gotta get better. I wish we got more about Houdini. 187, you wanna look up Houdini no, specifically? No, gonna be his own thing. Yeah, I mean. It's gonna be a lot, and we're only in the 1870s. Yeah. Uh, 1877, Martinka & Co. was founded by Francis and Antonio Martinka. It was run by Houdini in 1919 and is still in existence. I don't know what that is. Wow, that's cool. Uh, 1894, year of birth of Di Vernon, a.k.a. The Professor and The Man That Fooled Houdini. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Props, die, burn. He was born as David Frederick Wing Wingfield Werner in Ottawa, one of the most influential 20th century performing arts musicians. Magicians. Musicians. <laughs> 1898, Louis Davenport was founded. Uh, the oldest family magic business in the world and is still in existence today. 1902, The Expert at the Card Table is published by Charles Prowner. Mm -hmm. uh, considered by serious card workers as one of the most important books written on the subject. When I was a kid, I had a card. I had a book. I love magic. Yeah. Like a lot. I, I used to learn card tricks. But you can't tell me. Right? You can't tell me. Oh, How I mean, I can't, I can't do the tricks anymore. I don't oh. remember them. I'd have to get, it was one of those books. What was that like line of books that like American Girl? About like all about you or something? It was ones that they had like fun hairstyles you could do. Yeah. Or like whatever. We learned about you like your period. One of them was like card tricks. Okay. And some of them were pretty dope. I remember, I remember doing them for people. I was so proud of myself. Were like people kind of impressed? Because I would, <laughs> yes. I would be. I think I was like, I would have been like around ten, and like figuring out these 
that's cool these card tricks and i was like you want to see a card trick i was like that kid <laughs> here's the thing spoiler alert guys wasn't cool in school <laughs> we we didn't get that no <laughs> we didn't pick up on that at yeah. all I don't know. When people look at me, they see uh, capital C cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, like all caps, C-O-O-L. Yeah. And they're like, calm down. <laughs> uh, 1902, the Society of American Magicians is founded in New York. It's the oldest magic uh, society in the world. 1905, the Magic Circle was formed. President was David Devant. This is a prestigious organization for magicians and has strict rules against exposure. Yep. It expelled its founder twice for alleged exposure, something it has done to many famous musicians. Musicians? <laughs> I have a question. Why would you? Okay, here's the thing. You shouldn't expel someone twice. They're expelled. Don't bring them back in. If Maybe. they're getting rid of the secrets, keep them out. Maybe you can get back in on like good graces or something. Like you told them the cup and balls trick. I want to learn how to do that so, like, well now. Like, I Cup wanna, and balls? Yeah, I kind of want to be able to do it now that we've said it so much. Yeah. Maybe I think if we say it a few more times, we might just automatically just know it. sink in. Get the um, forces of that fox guy. Yeah. He wrote the book. <laughs> uh, 1907. The Australian Society of Magicians, the fourth oldest magical society in the world, was founded in Sydney, Australia. Nice. Meetings were first held at Queen's Hall in Sydney. Dingo ate my baby. 1911, Our Magic by Neville Maskelin and David Devant. Arguably one, ne- Neville Longbottom. <laughs> arguably one of the most important books of magic theory is published. I take that back. Neville Longbottom wasn't born in 1911. Another 1911 one. This year has two important <gasps> things for magic. That's a hot year then. I know. The Misto Magic Company Incorporated by Gilbert Gilbert and Petrie. Hey, Wikipedia, that's not a full sentence. What happened with that? <laughs> that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> what, did it get created? I, was, I, thought, it... I thought you genuinely like were not able to pronounce the next word. I was no. just like waiting on you a little bit. After Petrie is a period. It was... Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. 1918, Houdini first performs Moritz Vanishing Elephant. Ooh, that's a big one. Mm. They recreate that in Bob's Burgers. How do they actually do it? At the Hippodrome on January 7th. That's kind of impressive. It's a mirror. <laughs> 1918, the South African Magical Society was formed... Uh, it's also affiliated with the London Magic Circle. I feel like London probably has like a dope magic scene. Oh, for sure. Sans Harry Potter. I wasn't actually even like referring to Harry Potter. <laughs> 1921, P.T. Selbit performs in the first sawing in half. That's a big one. I feel like that's almost cups and balls high. That's like, I know I'm I'm sh- <laughs> mute because I'm shocked, something, flabbergasted. Something that we it, can find something better than cups and like we're if we don't. We're say just also passing over the elephant being like yeah. disappeared, but we're like oh kind cups of, and balls. <laughs> said it so much that it feels so important, and it was in the beginning. And it was if we don't say song in half at least seventy more times, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Well, it's not as important. I guess. 1926, on All Hallows' Eve, 
At 1.26 p.m., Harry Houdini dies. A statuary bust of Houdini was placed at the grave, possibly the only one of its kind in a Jewish cemetery. Oh. Okay. 1934, Johnny Max Thompson was born in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, he just recently died in uh, 2019. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. He was awarded one of the highest honors in the magician community, a master fellowship with the Academy of Magic Arts. Wow, congratulations. Is that real life Harry Potter? Widely known as a mentor and teacher of magic. Wow. JMT, shout out. Good for him. Okay. 19... Oh, sorry. Then for some reason... So these other ones have said years. This says specifically circa 1940 okay doesn't just, just say 1940 just general um edward massey invents the finger chopper which <laughs> becomes many young magi- magicians first trick uh, i feel like that's probably similar to the the thumb tie when we were talking thumb. about yeah 1955 and 1948 i'm kind of upset like nowhere on the list is like i got your like nose <laughs> Got your nose. I don't think they were. That one's a pretty easy one to discredit. <laughs> <laughs> the finger chopper wasn't? No, not it's as mirror. obvious. Because, <laughs> like, you you do that and then you do this. I'm. This is very fun for the podcast listeners. Doing it to Anna. Yeah. Your nose is obviously still on your face. And you can, like, literally look down and see it. But the thumb one, you got some myth. You got some. Yeah mystical awe i think the i think the got your nose should have been before cups and balls on the timeline because then i think back then people were kind of stupid i mean <laughs> you are correct so roasted historical that people guy did impressions of his brother and everyone was like all for it uh 1955 1948 pen pen and teller were born oh weren't they they're not like brothers right no I feel like this. Oh, 1955 and 1948. That's why they give two years in the yeah. beginning. I was like, mm, what? Because Penn and Teller are their last names, right? Um, I don't know. It says Penn, Gillette, and Teller. Teller is like Oprah, Usher, Madonna. He gets one. Zendaya. He gets one. Yeah, Zendaya. <laughs> yeah. The duo has been featured in the show Fool Us. I don't know that show. I bet we would like it. I bet we would. 1949, the first public publication of the royal road to card magic that's actually the book i had <laughs> written by gene hugard and fred brow still an important text for card workers today nice 1952 the first publication of modern coin magic considered by some the bible of coin magic whoa mm. 1956 david copperfield is born september 16th oh he's one of us the virgo virgo 1960, Lance Burton is born as William Lance Burton. You want to tell me? Well, I could click on the hyperlinks, but it doesn't. We're gonna keep going. There's a lot, a lot of timeline. Yeah, we got a lot of magic. 1963, the Magic Castle is formed by Bill, Irene, and Milt Larson in Hollywood, USA, by converting a 1908 Victorian mansion to a center of magical excellence. That's cool. Many leading magicians have performed there. Do you have to get like I tickets or do you can you only go if you're like part of like the crew? No, I think you can I think you can go there. Oh, that'd be nice. You wanna go to California one weekend? And yeah. Go? Casual. Hey, I have to take some time off. What are you gonna do in California? I'm literally solely going for a magic show. Here's the thing. And if then we, turn it around. 
if we work in office Monday to Wednesday, we could be out there Thursday. Thursday. Thursday to Sunday. See the show Thursday night. Sure. And then just. And then see another show Friday. Because they have to have like different magicians every night. I hope so. We can go see a comedy show too. We love comedy. We love comedy here. (laughs) 1968 the book 13 steps to mentalism was published and is one of the most famous books on mentalism 1972 a a lot of i'm gonna step back from a second mentalism is a really interesting thing because a lot of it is just literally human psychology yeah i didn't consider that i wasn't thinking that's magic i wouldn't think that that would be magic either but this is wikipedia it's not necessarily a peer-reviewed situation Again, only the most accurate and latest news on acting normal. Everyone fact check us. Or don't. Yeah. Here's the thing. Give us five stars and then fact check us in whatever you write. Yeah. Rate us. Write it. And you can now rate and review on Spotify. Spotify. All of our Spotify listeners. Do it. Hear it. Hear it up. Hear it up. I meant heart it up. Hear it up. (laughs) 1972. New York's first magic show. The Magic Town House is opened by Ed Davis. I bet there's a lot of magic in New York, too. Yeah, that would make sense. For sure. 1974, the musical The Magic Show, starring Doug Henning, opens on Broadway and ushers in a new golden age of magic. Oh. 1977, Marco the Magi presents LeGrand David and his own spectacular magic company. That's a good name, Marco the Magi. Yeah, that's a good one. In Beverly, Massachusetts. It runs for 35 years and becomes the longest running magic show in history. Wow. 1977. Jeff Sheridan, a street magician in New York, publishes Street Magic. An illustrated history of wandering magicians. Why can't I say that word? I don't know. That's a new thing for me. I don't know. You know what? Here, I don't say the word magicians a lot. Nope. Maybe my brain just didn't. My brain's like, mm, you don't need to remember this. No. <laughs> then every time I read it, because magicians are different than like wizards and like witches, you know. And wizards yeah. and witches are a part of our daily conversation. So like, I get why you like kind of put that word on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. An extortionist or whatever. Elves saying those words all the time, and we're chatting. Yeah. Yeah. People, people love us at work. Uh, 1980. Dorothy Dietrich. I read both. Dorothy Dietrich. I read both of her names at once. Dorothy Dietrich. Okay. In her, I like Dorothy Dietrich. In her teens becomes the first and as of 2019, the only woman, woman to do the jinxed bullet catch in her mouth. Often referred to as the stunt that scared Houdini. It was done under test conditions at the annual International Brother of Magicians Convention (laughs) at Point State Park. Yeah. In front of hundreds of paying attendees and the general public. Wait, so what's the difference between paid attendees and general public? I know. I would think. I would hope all of them paid. Uh, Maybe it was. Oh, it was televised. Oh. So maybe that's what they're up to. Okay, that makes more sense. 1988, the Houdini Museum opens in Scranton, PA. Wow, Scranton. The only building in the world dedicated to Houdini. The exhibit was originally in NYC at the Magic Town House. 1994, the first WWW magic store, that's all, it just gives me three W's, Oh. appears uh, following the older text type 
news groups, and bulletin boards. You think it's just a website? Maybe. <laughs> it's supposed to be www.magicstore.com. Yeah. Because it's over bulletin boards, that makes sense. Yeah, must. They just worded that weird. It says, pictorial and information sites soon follow, changing the way magic is learned and distributed. 1997, the masked magician Val Valentino provokes much controversy by exposing major secrets on Fox TV. You know what he exposed? Take a guess. Mirrors. Cups and Cup balls. And balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that same year, David Blaine brings street magic to America. Here's the thing. We were doing cups and balls. That's street magic. Yeah. That's Dave, street magic. David Blaine can't claim that. Is Na- Carrot Top a magician or is he a comedian? I think Carrot Top's a comedian. Okay. 1998, World of Illusion at Madison 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 Square Garden launches the career of Chris Angel. <gasps> followed by... Chris Angel Mind Freak, which ran until 2003. 2011, Dynamo releases series one of Magic Series. Dynamo, Magician Impossible. Who around the table? Okay, okay that. It goes on to release three more series in the following years, so it went through. Also in 2011, destroyed by vandals, Houdini's gravesite bust returns secretly at cost of $10,000. <gasps> what by the houdini okay return secretly or did they make it reappear <laughs> i can't believe they didn't say that in this, in this timeline there's no puns in this there's and no that's puns you know we found a bad article <laughs> well it just gives us more opportunity to insert them yeah and apparently magic stops at 2011 that only makes sense magic stops Matt. We live in a world where there is no magic. <laughs> Welcome to the magic store. Wasn't there a musical? He who cannot be named ruined it all. He ruined it like in the early 2000s. Um, bro, go, no, bro. <laughs> he <doesn't say> abracadabra. <laughs> abracadabra. <laughs> Sounds like for someone who doesn't read the books. Doesn't, yeah. Because he says it weird. Abracadabra. <laughs> Well, he fought them in, like, early 2000s. Mm. So. Yeah. All right, listeners. He was, like, in school I'm in, like, not going to let Anna keep talking to us about <laughs> Harry Potter. Gonna, uh, let us know what your favorite thing about magic is. And if you know the cups and balls trick, could you please send us a video and teach us? We won't tell the, mis- the like, magic crew. We won't talk about how it's a mirror. <laughs> send us an email at actingnormalpod at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at actingnormalpod bye, bye.